what's up y'all hi oh my god oh my god oh my god guys y'all it's canelia it's your girl canelia for y'all that don't know me hi what's up for y'all that do welcome back it is so good to virtually see you again i am here starting my new podcast called black news black news podcast yes that is what we on right now that is what we doing just to give y'all a quick synopsis of what black news is and what it's going to be uh it's a weekly podcast where i break down local stories current events hot topics all involving black people look y'all know i've been in the podcast game for a long time and if you don't i have starting back at after buzz in 2012 we had happy hour a shot of conversation shout out to my co-host with that it was a great endeavor now it's time for me to start another one and now i'm going to talk about what i want to talk about and what i want to talk about is black people and things involving us so with that said welcome to black news y'all all right a couple things first Make sure y'all like and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be heard. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of those. Be sure you do that so you can keep up and be uh, up to speed on what's going on. Whenever I drop an episode, it's right there in your phone library, in your podcast library. So make sure y'all take care of that ASAP. Next, if y'all got topics, suggestions, um, y'all, something y'all want to talk about, hit me up on the socials. Let me know what y'all want to talk about. I don't know everything. Okay, I, you know, I think I got my ear to the streets, but not like y'all. So make sure y'all chime in and let me know what's going on for the week and um, about what y'all want to talk about. All right, now let's get into it. First topic I want to uh, bring to y'all on Black News. Aaliyah's album, One in a Million, is finally available on all streaming platforms, y'all. Finally, that album came out in 1996, 1996. It is now 2021 and the album is finally available um, to stream. Um, AJ number, the number been available. We could have listened to that, you know, for how many ever years. It's been on Spotify for as long as I remember. But now we can finally listen to one in a million and there's there's supposedly a whole uh like rollout of the rest of her albums um Romeo Must Die coming out September 3rd self-titled Aaliyah is coming out September 10th and the I Care For You and Ultimate Aaliyah compilations are coming out on October 8th uh now I'm one of those people this whole time I've been hella confused about why None of this music was available, right? I every you can find literally anything on streaming platforms except Aaliyah's music. Um, and apparently, I had to do some digging because I was annoyed. And when people kept talking about yeah, Aaliyah music finally available, I you know I did my little research. Um, apparently, Aaliyah's uncle, who was her manager, and y'all, if this is off, just just tap me on the shoulder and let me know. I don't know what I'm talking about because clearly I might not know. I might not have all the tea. But um, Aaliyah's uncle was her manager. He also headed up Black Ground Records. Now, y'all, some of y'all might be young as hell. If you young, you probably don't remember the Black, the uh, the Black Ground era. 
Black Round Air had this album. I believe it had the Timbaland and Magoo album with Up Jumps the Boogie on there. Now, I it, it, that was that was a whole bop. But all of those songs, all of those albums were affiliated with Black Ground. That's why you couldn't find the Timbaland and Magoo album nowhere except some little dusty videos on YouTube with the actual like lyrics distorted. But they all are um, been put up. Um, Aaliyah's estate apparently also has a problem with it. It sounds like the money that is being made off of the streams and um, off of Aaliyah's music isn't going back to her actual estate. It's going to this uncle, this 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 guy. So there apparently has been some uh, beef or some misconceptions with that, which I can understand. And you know, it's I can it's tough, right? I can only imagine what it must be like to one lose your child, uh, two to then. Um, feel like you have this responsibility to keep her legacy live alive as the family, then you may not um, be close or in agreement with the person who was responsible for her career per se, meaning her uncle who was her manager. I'm sure it's pretty tough. Um, so uh, apparently it was tough enough to lead to what, how many every years of us not having access to her music? So, you know, it's probably a difficult time for the family to, to handle this. Just thinking back to, you know, Aaliyah died. When was that? It was mm, 2001. I remember I was at a club, probably underage to drinking. Okay. I, you know, hey, this was back. Hey, it was back in the day. Um, I remember being at the club one night, dancing, having a good old time. DJ stopped playing. This was in Flint. It was summertime in Flint, Michigan. DJ was like, yo, we got an announcement to make. Yo, Aaliyah passed away. I remember being in such shock because Aaliyah represented our generation. She was close to my age. She was, you know, grew up in Detroit. It, it was this, this connection that she had with everybody because she was so relatable. She had the flat iron with the, you know, the press out with the part on the side, the swoop, the glasses. You couldn't tell me when I had a sports bra and a jersey on that I wasn't Aaliyah, okay? I was Kalia. You could have called me Kalia. Um, so it was really difficult to process her dying, especially the way she did so tragically. But then we just the fan. I'm just a supporter. Her parents had to shoulder this legacy, which continuously, you know, is is thrown out there as a reference point when you're dealing with old boy and you know and his uh endeavors y'all know when i say oh boy y'all know who i mean and i don't want the pee hive all up in my uh, all up in my podcast so i'm just gonna leave it at that but um i can only imagine what this must feel like now for them considering the fact that people who may have never heard the full one in a million album to be experiencing this on social media and as a family, you kind of have to relive, relive this. I hope it's a positive experience for her family. Um, like it is for us, meaning positive in a sense of, you know, the joy that that album brought us. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, you know, I will say, you know, as someone who is older and, and was out and was alive when the first, when the album first came out, I wonder what it must be like for kids 
or for someone young to experience it for the first time that many years later. I wonder if it holds up. I'm going to listen to it again. Like, I'm going to really give it a listen to see if it holds up because um, I know what it sounds like, but I don't know what it sounds like from new uh, Gen Z ears. And y'all know there was this whole mystique built around Aaliyah and with other artists like um, Selena. The same thing kind of happened with Selena where there was this mystique around it and she was kind of sealed in time. But I wonder what it must be like experiencing that um, just with fresh ears and as a new listen. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll see. But I know one thing, though, when when that uh, that Aaliyah album come out. Now that's that's the one that's gonna be the one for me. I will be listening to the self-titled album, and again, that come out on the streaming platforms on September tenth. Um, now, let me know what y'all think about it. Do y'all um, are y'all indifferent to it? Do you have more information about the situation with the uncle and Blackground? I also heard that he was coming out with like a Blackground Records two point and all of this money from the Aaliyah streams or whatever was going to be put back into the record label. Now, if that's the case, then I got a problem with that because I, you know, I would prefer, and I'm sure many people would, that it goes to her estate. But, hey, at the end of the day, we just, we just civilians in the world of uh, Aaliyah and her family. So, um, I'm sure they'll, they'll work it out or come to some conclusion. Hopefully, if not, we're going to be sitting here on the, on the sidelines trying to figure out uh what's going on just like everybody else so again let me know what y'all think about Aaliyah's uh music have you listened um do you know somebody who listened for the first time and what did they say uh make sure you you know hit me up on the socials and and and, and give me the deeds all right next topic the Isley brothers had a tiny desk uh, performance on NPR. Now y'all know I love I love me some old R&B, okay? I if I don't love nothing else, it's going to be some old R&B and it's going to be some old R&B dudes. Closely followed by some old rapper dudes, but only only a few cuz they don't they don't hold up the same. But if you say Canelia, old R&B dudes, well I'm going to say where? Who where? They did a Tiny Desk performance and it was probably the most fantastic thing I've seen in a long time. I'm talking about the sound quality. Ron, he, y'all, he still got the beard that he had on Versus. Y'all remember Ron popped out and he had the, the fresh, the white shaped up beard. He still got it. Okay, he had on a shimmery tracksuit. And y'all know when an old black man got on a shimmery tracksuit, he mean business. Okay. Ernie Isley was there killing the freaking guitar, killing it still. And they almost, well, Ron is 70. So I think Mr. Ernie is like in his late sixties. I'm talking about still killing it. Um, they performed footsteps in the dark and the dark. Who's that lady between the sheets and for the love of you Four classics they could have kept going. The promo, the performance was only like 12 minutes. I watched it like five times. I, I was obsessed. I'm still obsessed. I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, but it just sounded so good. And while listening, you know, it is, it's so incredible how hip hop 
has heavily sampled a lot of soul music um, to the point that's one of the reasons why, besides our parents, that's one of the reasons why us certain generations know old music the way that, that we know it. Um, and I'm just thinking back to when I was watching verses with the Isley brothers and earth, wind and fire, I knew all the songs. Now, yes, my parents, my dad in particular, he a dang music library. I'm talking about Kenny got all the, the all the albums. He got the he still probably got the bags of eight tracks in the basement. He got the tapes, he got the albums, we got the records. So I did grow up listening to those songs. I'm one of those kids where you know they'd be like, My parents played just me watching when was cleaning up. Yes, that was definitely the case for me. So it's not surprising that I knew all the songs, but a lot of the songs that you hear, especially from the Isley brothers heavy heavily sampled in rap music um y'all know y'all hear um between the sheets you immediately think about biggie right big papa so they just had such a, a strong influence and it's so nice to see them still sounding good you know it and again, I'm gonna say this again. Mr. Ron got the white beard now, though. Like, hey, hey man, come, hey, Mr. Ron, where you, where you going? He just, mm. shout out to them. It was so good, y'all. Listen, go, go to YouTube and check it out. It was such a phenomenal, a such a phenomenal performance. And also, what I didn't know, his wife was a part of the group JS that had that song back in like the nineties called ice cream, go to come and get a sip of my ice cream, baby, that whatever, go to YouTube and look at the song. That's his now wife. They've been married for like 16 years. She is one of his background singers with her sister, the other girl from JS. So I'm sitting up in here like, yo, why this girl looks so familiar? Why they sound, they sound familiar. Child, that's JS. Like that's JS. But background was was jamming, okay? They understood the assignment. I'm talking about styling. They sounded so good and crisp. The choir, oh, y'all, it was just, it was just so good. Um, to the point, you know, if if the Isley Brothers have a concert, I'm gonna be there. I'm going. Who Nana wanna go? to the Isley Brothers concert with me because I've got to be there. I, I It's probably such an amazing experience. I went to a Earth, Wind & Fire concert in Sacramento some years ago. Got free tickets when I was working at the news up there. Got free tickets and maybe 10 minutes into the concert, y'all, I started crying. I don't know why. It was such a, <laughs> it was such a, like a spiritual experience. And y'all know Earth, Wind & Fire, they all about the elements. So while they were performing in the background, uh, they had like a huge projector. They had like pyramids and Egyptians and beautiful black people just just playing in the background. When I tell y'all I started boohooing, I started boohooing. I'm expecting for the same thing to happen when I see Earth, Wind, not Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, the Isley Brothers. But now that I think about it, I think I have seen 
You know what? I have se- I've seen Ronald Isley perform at a jazz festival of, a few years ago, but this was before he had the beard. So it, I think it's going to be a different experience now that he looking the way he looking. But just know if y'all see tickets going to sell, your girl done got them and she going to go. I'm going to have my mask on though because people still out here with that Rona, but I'm going to be there. Did y'all watch The Tiny Desk? That's the question. Did y'all watch it? If y'all didn't, y'all need to check it out and let me know what y'all thought because your girl is obsessed. All right. Next, let's talk about the crate challenge, y'all. There is a challenge going on. It looked like only in black neighborhoods where people are stacking milk crates up into pyramid formation and committing a suicide by trying to walk up and down the crates busting they whole yo the crate challenge is tearing y'all asses up it is tearing y'all asses up i don't think i've seen more than two videos where somebody completed the task one girl was wearing heels so apparently there ain't no strategy but can we talk about why every time it's a challenge we got to jump on it and, and be hurting ourselves why we do that why we do that there why, why why you do that there at no point have i ever been sitting at home and either one thought i wonder if i can walk up 16 feet of milk crates or I wonder if somebody will start a challenge where they walk up 16 feet of milk crates. Like I just never, I've never, I've never had the, the, the desire to do that. So I just don't understand y'all. I just don't understand. It was a post I read somewhere where doctors had to literally say, Hey guys, the crate challenge is unsafe. Please stop. The fact that the medical community had to come out and make this announcement because people literally just maybe didn't have common sense that they make the safest thing to do. Like I, 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 y'all, I don't know. I just know it's tearing y'all asses up. It is tearing y'all asses up. But on the flip side, I, I saw one video and I was like, well, it can't be that hard. I, 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 I might be able to get out there. Yeah, you just, it looks like you just got to stay low to the, to the ground of the, of the crate, right? You got to get, you got to like, you got to get low with it. You can't stand completely straight up and walk up the entire uh, 16 feet of wall. And it, and, you know, it could be the height of it, but they don't seem like there's no rules and regulations because, you know, if so, if we saying who passed the crate challenge, your girl can walk up three of them. I'm good to go. But I ain't going to hold y'all. I did at one point think I could do it. I just want y'all overall, though, to either sit y'all ass down or sit y'all ass down. Y'all, why? Whatever. 
we gonna move on for that from that if y'all did the crate challenge and y'all it successfully did it show me the video because i want to see y'all up there uh, looking crazy i want to see it all right okay honorable mention because uh while these are topics that need to be brought up it ain't really that much to go in on so we're gonna mention them and then you know y'all chime in chit chat let me know what you think about it did you watch it um you know have you heard about it and then we're gonna keep it pushing but first uh really love came out on netflix the, this weekend really love is a beautiful rom it's not a rom-com it's just a straight uh love story starring starring kofi cerebo y'all know ralph angel ralph angel in this y'all set in dc he's an artist a painter and he falls in love with a girl a woman a beautiful black woman i forget her name i, I should have researched and pulled it up on my laptop before i did this beautiful black woman they develop a relationship and we see it play out from the perspective of an artist dating a non-artist so relatable it was parts of the movie where, you know, it was making me a little frustrated, mainly because, you know, they were a younger couple. And I don't know if y'all know this, maybe if, maybe if y'all are some older daters, when you dating, you old, some of the stuff you just don't got time for. You know, some, you know, you know, it ain't going to work or you know, this ain't going to be right within the first couple of weeks. You'd be like, oh no, honey, this isn't going to work for me. That ain't necessarily the case when you're younger and you're going through the motions. It take you a little longer to figure, to, to figure out or see what you like and don't like, what you will and will not stand for, and what you need and don't need. But this movie was so cute. Um, and it was just the coloring and the and the and the way it was shot and in the scenes. You know, they had that long that fall in love montage that you gotta have when you when you have uh like uh, rom-coms it's not a, i keep saying rom-coms when you have romantic movies they got that montage where you see them like doing stuff walking down the street and kissing and stuff and hugging most um movies that have a good like romantic element they have that um it kind of in a sense and only because of the like the the shades of the movie it kind of reminded me of the photograph y'all know the photograph had Issa Rae and Lakeith uh, in it beautifully shot it was partially shot in New York New York and other part of it was in um, Louisiana it had it, it kind of looked like that it had kind of similar similar moments they didn't end the same though okay uh uh, the photograph had that cute little moment at the end where you know Issa and Lakeith's character gonna be together and after they got done with the Kendrick Lamar concert they're gonna go back to the house and have a good old time this one didn't necessarily uh end that way it was though it was it was really beautiful and it focused on black art um painting like actual art so now your girl about to be scooping up and buying black art. I feel like after watching that, I'm a connoisseur. So I need to give me a couple of good pieces because it seems like when you are a grown black person, you just need to start buying art. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, so, you know, it was a good movie. Y'all check it out and support um, because we got to support our movies. It kind of also 
a little bit reminded me of Beyond the Lights only because it had that artist element. And Beyond the Lights, it was Google and Nate Parker starring in that. Google's character uh, was a singer. So there's always that interesting element when you pair like someone who um, has like a, a structured life and a structured job. In that movie, he was a police officer and Google's character was the singer. Um, in the photograph, well, Issa was, uh, she was, um, she curated art and Lakeith's character was a writer. So they both were on the artsy side and in Really Love, Kofi's character was an artist and the beautiful black woman was in law school at Georgetown. So a little more structured in her career path and her goals. Check it out and see for yourself. You won't be disappointed. Um, and even if you are, so what? Okay. Who cares? All right. Last on honorable mention, we let's keep uh, Louisiana in that South region and our prayers, they are getting beat up by Hurricane Ida and it hit landfall on the same day as the Hurricane Katrina anniversary. We all remember what happened with Hurricane Katrina. It, people, they're still suffering and trying to get back to where they were from Hurricane, from that hurricane. And that happened in, I believe, 2005. So let's keep our um, our Southern and our New Orleans, Louisiana, um, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, the whole Gulf Coast. Let's keep our brothers and sisters down there lifted up in prayer because I can only imagine what they're dealing with. You know, if you ain't never been through no hurricane, it ain't no joke. It's no joke. I was in a hurricane, Isabel, when I was at Hampton University, a student, summer of my senior year and what and we y'all we got our book i'm talking about the power was out for like two and a half weeks and ain't nothing like having to take a cold shower for two two and a half weeks and a quick one at that because you don't know if the water clean because the power ain't on at the water company it was a very trying time in the south in the summer hot bugs no electricity hard to cook food we had barbecues and drank hard liquor every night to ease the pain pray for our brothers and sisters in the gulf coast region um and you know we're just gonna keep watching watching the news and see what's going on with them um if any listeners are down in that region let us know what we can do to help if there are some resources that we can provide specific donation uh centers where we can send money or supplies whatever is needed uh, let please chime in let me know and then i'll let everybody know here on black news next week all right all right y'all that's it for this week's episode of black news with canelia make sure again y'all like and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be heard we doing this every week y'all don't want to miss out by liking and subscribing that sends the podcast straight to your audio files so that it's ready for you whenever it comes out. Um, and again, hit me up across the board on all socials at Canelia. Let me know if you got some topics that you want to talk about. I don't know what's going on in every neighborhood, but if you got some great stories involving black people, 
send them my way. All right, y'all. It's been real. Have a fantastic week. And I'll see you guys back here. Same time, same place. Bye.